This is the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast, session number 152. How your mission helps you stay accountable. Hello there, and welcome to session number 152 of the Dancepreneuring Studio Podcast. I'm Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. I get the joy and the privilege of sharing my journey back into the dance world after a super long hiatus. The lessons I've learned, the transformation I've experienced, and the wonderful creatives I've met along the way who also share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and your business forward. I love having guests on a second time. It's great to catch up. And this is definitely the case with my interview I'm sharing today with the awesome Carrie Roberts of Emotion Dance and Fitness in Virginia. I had her on session number 44, and I'll link it in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 152, as well as all of her other information. And things have changed, and that's just the nature of it, right? As an entrepreneur in life, things evolve and change, and so much we learn and get to experience. And I love Carrie's core values and mission with her company, her business, the way that she just conducts herself, period, and those core values of kindness, respect, and teamwork is evident, are evident in everything that she does. So if you don't know much about her background, I would recommend going back to her first episode with me, which is episode 044. And again, I'll link that in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 152. And Carrie is, um, we have a lot in common in terms of the way we experience dance. And we talk about that in that first interview that we had. And in this interview, catching up was so fun, and I can't wait to actually meet her in person so we can dance together and spend some time together. She has this wonderful, infectious personality and makes you feel so welcomed. And um, so she's been been at this for a while. She's been coaching for well over a decade and uh, just does a lot of cool things with dance, with her dance company, which ranges in ages from young to older. And they all have a wonderful experience because her programs are all inclusive. It's not just about the dance. It's about self-development. It's about working as a team. And uh, she has the parents of the kids involved and so many cool things. So let's just get right into the interview with Carrie Roberts as we talk about uh, what's been going on the last few years since her first time on the show and both of our thoughts on social media, (laughs) which is always an interesting thing to talk about and more. Thank you so much for joining me. Hi, this is Carrie Roberts, founder of Emotion Dance, and you're listening to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. So a lot can happen in a day, a lot can happen in a year, a month. It's amazing how many things can change. And I've known my special guest for a couple years now and have seen her grow, her business grow. And it's been so exciting to watch the evolution of her brand and the people that she mentors. I had her on session number 44. Her name is Carrie Roberts. And so, oh my gosh, again, so much has changed. And I have 
questions about all these things that I've seen her go through. And so without further ado, I want to just get right into it. Carrie, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much for having me on for a second time, Annette. I appreciate it. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to catch up. And I have all these questions and they're all kind of jumbled in my head. But as a podcaster, you know, you, you, um, I don't know if all podcasters go through training and stuff, and we kind of figure things out as we go along. But I remember someone telling me, like, you want to start out with easy questions and then kind of get into the meat of things. And I'm like, well, I haven't really thought about that. I just think of things and I want to know about things and they're not in any particular order. So the first thing on my mind actually is a situation that you had posted about, I think it was a couple months ago with your team performing at an event. And I think there was another dance group there and they didn't treat your team with kindness or respect. And, and I want to hear about your thought process and how you talked about that. Did you talk to them afterwards? I don't know if you remember Mm -hmm. that situation where they were rude and, but your team, you know, took the higher road and still treated with them with respect. And I think that's such an important thing. And I, I love that's what your company and your brand is about is about kindness and respect and uplifting people. And I know a lot of that has to do with your background. And again, I'm going to re- reference to session number 44, where you go more into your story about that. But can you talk a little bit more about how what happened with that situation? I was very um, intrigued by that post, because I thought, you know, it's really sad, you know, we're in this wonderful art form called dance and community and, and uh, we should be supporting each other. Yet there's still that, I don't know, that competition aspect that can get kind of ugly. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think uh, what's funny is this was not a competitive thing. It was actually just a regular performance. And they had different dance companies perform every half hour. And we were one of them. And it was inside of a hotel. And, you know, inside a hotel that was having other things going on. And so they really only had one conference room for everybody to change into. And anytime we do an event, one of the things I tell my dancers, and this is, again, kids through adults, is that, you know, we really need to respect the space that we're in, um, reminding them that this is a hotel that is running uh, their normal lunch. People are there for work. You know, you can't be moving around in the hallway the whole time. You know, you're going to have to mark stuff. We're sharing a space. So I had already prepped my dancers, you know, every time we go to an event, what kind of to expect and what the behavior that is going to be appropriate for us when we get there. And we had gotten there and there was another group in the room with a lot of elaborate costumes and everything. And we came in And immediately it was from the parents. I don't even know who the director was, but the parents kind of just irritated that they had to share the space. And they said, you know, this is for us. And I said, well, you know, we're also performing. And I said, you know, we're, we're happy to share the space and, um, you know, let us know if we're in your way and that sort of thing. And I saw my dancers kind of get a little hesitant. And I said, no, 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 we, we belong in this space too. You know, we share it. We're also here to practice and to work hard. Um, and so we, you know, my dancers were great. They went in and kind of stuck to one little corner and, and said hello to the people. And, uh, you know, I went out to double check to make sure there wasn't another room. And the woman said, no, that's all we have. Uh, and the group left. (laughs) So they left, uh, you know, within 10 minutes, I'm not sure what space they found, but they felt like it was too crowded and were very irritated. Um, and it's unfortunate, you know, that, people kind of have to act that way. And I don't know where that comes from. I don't know if it's because the art world, you know, or performing arts rather, people seem to think like, I don't know, like they're famous or act like they're famous or that they're more important than anyone else. I don't know. I'm like, you know, you're not Beyonce. I, I don't really understand. But 
Um, it's very strange, right? And I'm like, no, we belong here too. Um, and so, you know, it, it sometimes it is tight and it's not the best uh, situation because the venue did not prepare for maybe the amount of people that were going to be in there. And so you just do your best. You know, you keep to your corner and, and my students know that. And so, you know, fine, they left, they had their space and we had ours. And that was kind of the end of it. But it's unfortunate um, that people have to kind of act that way. But, you know, it's great to know that my students have learned you know, that we share the space, that we're still friendly, that we, even if we have a small corner, like, you know, we just make do. I love the fact that you talk about this kind of stuff. And the last time we talked, I know you take your dancers through online training with uh, coaching and things like that. How has that evolved? Have you changed anything? What has developed from that? And what kind of changes have you seen in your dancers? since you've started coaching them? I know some of them been have been with you quite long and some are new. And how has that all evolved? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I'm always coaching during our class slash practice. Um, one of the things that I've done a little bit more with my adults uh, is that I've added, you know, into our practices elements of, you know, how do we become better dancers? You know, how do we learn better um, spatial awareness, you know, we do, I do kind of a, almost like a 10 to 15 minute lecture component and then have them do activities to kind of practice it. And that kind of, uh, helps them develop to be better dancers. Um, but I also kind of, you know, I do online meetings once a month with my team, uh, with the parents too, and whoever can attend, and then it's recorded for them to watch later on. But basically everything that's coming up in that month, you know, kind of all the details, but also the expectation for that as well. Again, you know, this is how we're doing it. This is how to act. Um, if you have questions, let me know. Um, and then on the other component, uh, I usually do once or twice a year, I do one-on-one meetings with every student. Um, usually the kids and teens I do in class unless their parents want to meet. And with the adults, I do uh, half-hour sessions with them. And this is just part of the program. And what's really neat is I really get to understand them as a person and as a dancer. And, and what is it that I'm not providing enough of or what do they need of? Um, what are things that I can add? You know, what's kind of the overall problem? And what's been interesting, I mean, I, I suggest, first of all, any company does that with their employees or their clients, uh, but definitely with students as well, because a lot of people are more introverted or shy or feel like they can't speak up during class. And so they need kind of that one-on-one time to kind of talk about what's going on. And what was interesting was across the board uh, with my adults more than the kids was they all had a problem with improving. And it was something that was never brought to my attention before. And that kind of led to a discussion of how do I get people to improv? And the reason people had a hard time improving was because it was themselves. It was themselves uh, just moving to what came. And they didn't like that. You know, they wanted to have, tell me what to do. I can do choreography, but I can't improv. And so I had to kind of find different ways, and I'm still doing that, different tools of what's kind of the in-between. How can I create improv games, improv movement things that will start to help them to feel more comfortable to dance and perform as themselves rather than the choreography that I'm giving them? What kind of tools have you found have worked with them in terms of improv? Because I do find that a lot of people are very fearful of it, which it's kind of interesting, right? Because when you're dancing, you're putting yourself out there as it is. And then you have this component of improv, like you said, and it makes some of the best dancers feel very uncomfortable, which is kind of funny to me in a way, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, I did definitely, I have books that I've looked up uh, for improv games. And then I actually spoke to some fellow actors and dancers and kind of a combination of 
talking to people and, and stuff I created, put something together. And I did it with the kids, teens and adults. And we did some kind of like acting improv. And I was actually very impressed with their level of uh, openness to it and their ability to express emotions. And some of them were hysterical. And so what we started to do was doing not only, um, you know, acting improv, but how can we add movement? So for example, one of the things we did was um, you have three people on stage and one person off stage. And the three people on stage have to describe the person off stage. So they might say, Sally Sue is super funny. She always moves her elbow in this way. And so they have to describe the person and create a movement with it. And so then that person has to come on stage and figure out how to portray this character, not only in the adjectives that were described, but in the movement as well. And so it forces them to kind of you know, utilize a tool, you're telling them what to do, but it's not something they're comfortable with. You know, if they have to kind of hop around and then hop on one foot and fall to the floor, that's not generally like the cool thing to do, right? Um, But what was great was they were open to it. They were in a safe space with their fellow students and their instructor and their coach. Um, And it was, it allowed them to kind of try new things and push their boundaries. So I've, I've added some things like that um, not every class, but every few classes. And I've seen definitely some growth. But um, the ability to be yourself is something I've learned is very hard for people, especially adults. And that's something that I'm working on developing with them. What else has been a struggle for them as you've been working with these dancer, dancers? What else has been an obstacle besides doing improv? I think, um, like I was saying, along those lines of the ability to express your emotions. You know, my company's called Emotion and and one of the reasons it's called that is it's not only about movement, but it's about, you know, expressing your feelings and your own emotions. And I choreograph from my own feelings and emotions. So a lot of the stuff I create is very personal. And I've, you know, told my students, this is young and old, you know, I said sometimes I watch you guys and I feel like you're giving me 80%. You know, you're doing the movement, you're smiling. I was like, but you're kind of missing the emotional part. And I tried to have the kids and teens and adults pull from their own experiences because that's what I do. And I realized that that doesn't work for them. Uh, Many people are dealing with a lot deeper issues uh, or just don't feel comfortable expressing themselves or going back to a story that made them feel angry or made them feel excited. And so what I've learned is that it's much easier for my students to act as a character. So instead of asking them to portray something from their life, I start to ask them, you know, think of a movie or a book or a TV show you've seen where this person has acted in this way. And they do much better with that. So it's interesting because it's a great tool for getting people to perform a lot better. Um, But I do hope that over time, you know, my students and people in general can start to feel more comfortable being themselves and being able to express those pieces of them because I feel like the audience connects on another level when you're able to do so. Oh, yes, I completely agree with that. I love the fact that you are so attuned to what it is they need. And that's you being intentional about meeting with them. And also with your meetings uh, with the parents, are you finding that they really appreciate the online availability that you have with these meetings and what's going on? And have they expressed anything else that they would like you to do? Or they they like this format of how you're operating uh, the program? Yeah, I think they like it. I think, you know, a lot of the online stuff is done via Facebook. And I do have some parents say, you know, I'm not really a Facebook person. Um, And so that's kind of challenging, you know, finding a platform that works for everybody, uh, you know, 
And so the best, I, you know, I have to look at what's the majority that's going to work. Um, so some of them will watch, you know, the repeated thing. And I always take feedback. You know, some people were like, you know, in the Facebook group, it's just too much in the feed. Like I can't go through. So now there's a file document of all the necessary information that's always updated. So you can just go in there and look at it. So um, I'm always open to feedback, you know, as long as it's within my mission. Um, and it's something I feel will benefit the group as a whole, not just one individual. I'm very open to it. And I think a lot of parents, you know, they, they see the difference in their kids. They see that they're more confident. They see that they're more social. They like the component of, you know, with the kids, it's more in class and online, um, that they're able to be themselves. Um, one of the other things that I do with my team, I do not do this with the adults, but I do it with the kids and the teenagers is we do what's called circle time. So at the end of every class, I give anywhere from five to 15 minutes, uh, depending on how long the class is and what we're working on. And it's a time for every person to get about a minute or two to just share something. And, you know, it could be anything from what they did at school or what's going on uh, in their life. You know, a lot of with the young kids, it's funny, silly stuff. You know, I, I have kids say stuff and, uh, you know, it doesn't really make any sense, but they're excited to share it. Uh, I've had people say, you know, their story was like a seven or eight year old be like, you know, my jacket got stuck today and I just couldn't get it off. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, but they wanted to share that and that's great. And, um, but then you get to the teens and, uh, you know, some of them really feel very comfortable to go into some deep topics and, uh, not something I prompted, but uh, the way that we've created kind of this open space and this safe space, you know, we've kids have our teens rather have brought up things like suicide and mental illness and, you know, struggling to keep up with the demands of school or parents when it comes to schoolwork and things like that. And, um, you know, I'm very proud of my team and their ability to be so accepting of one another and be so open. And, you know, people can share that kind of stuff. And one of the coolest things is seeing other teens be like, hey, I've been there too, or hey, I get it. And it's really me providing the space. And I'm not even, you know, providing any feedback. It's the other kids. So it's been a really neat component for them. And actually, all the time, the kids and teens are like, okay, can we more circle time? Like, I think sometimes they'd love just the hour <laughs> of just sitting around Aww. talking. But it's, you know, we're in a day and age where so many people are on social media and there's, they're constantly comparing, you know, adults do that too, but even more so in the kid generation now, and they don't get the time to talk and to just be in front of people. And so I understand how important that is for them. And so that's become a pretty big component of what we do at the end of our classes now. Yes, I love that and that you've created such a safe sanctuary and that can only help their dance training as well, mm -hmm. physically, and, you know, internally, as we've talked about. So what is inspiring you lately these days? What's get what's getting your juices going um, creatively, everything business wise? What's what's really um, fueling you these days? Um, I think it's the same thing that's always fueled me, which is I am constantly about treating yourself and others better. And I'm always looking for different ways to do that and different ways to connect. Um, another thing that I've done that, you know, is is not necessarily directly correlated to my business, but is definitely a piece of me, which is my podcast um, I've had for the last few years, which you have been a wonderful guest on. And thank you. It was yes, awesome. And it's, you know, it's called ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And, um, you know, it started with kind of the same concept of how I started my dance company of like, there are so many great people out here. Um, you know, people are always listening to celebrities and kind of feeling disconnected. But what about the people around us every day that are doing great stuff? And, 
you know, just figuring life out. And I feel like there can be a better connection that way. So the podcast has excited me because I've met some incredible people and it just puts things in perspective, makes you think differently, create new things, which also fuels into choreography as well. Um, you know, that definitely inspires me. I think I'm always looking at how many different ways can I connect people? How can I make people feel more heard and cared for? Um, that's always the basis of everything I do. Um, but when it comes to kind of art, you know, I'm always thinking, uh, what type of music can I do? You know, my students are really open to a lot of stuff. I joke that we're a hip hop company, but it's really become Carrie's choreography. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, it's cool. Like I throw in some contemporary in there. We throw in some African, we throw in some different pieces and the students are open to it. And it's great because it allows me to fully be creative and for them to, you know, be receptive to it and to try something new. And some of the stuff that's uh, mixed genres has created some of the best movement I feel like I've created. Yes, I love fusion. Yes. And it's I, that's why I think it's so cool to take different techniques and different styles and, and let that all kind of marinate and something beautiful comes out. You know, I was just thinking, Carrie, that um, I think it would be cool to interview some of your dancers on your podcast, like do a special episode on their experience with you. I mean, I'm thinking of it. I want them to to tell I want them to tell everybody how great you are because I think you're pretty awesome. So <laughs> well, thank you. I actually, you know, in the beginning of the podcast, I had some of the adults, uh, but it, you know, a lot of it talks more about their story. You know, it's always interesting, and I don't know if you noticed this too when you used to teach that um it's harder for people to tell you what they think when it's on the spot coming from you. Like I think sometimes yes. it's when someone else ex- asks them. Um, you know, some, you know, we've gotten a lot of wonderful referrals because of the way people have spoken about the company. And, and I'm always so tremendously grateful and appreciative of that. Um, and the big thing is, you know, people always say, you know, emotion is so welcoming and nurturing. Um, and that's great, you know, they, that people can be accepted. Now, to a point, right? Like I always say, kindness, respect, and teamwork is number one. Um, and so that is our law, you know, th- that's our values. And it's something that I'm constantly talking about to make sure that we're all on the same page. And I think it's interesting, even, you know, people have heard those words, kindness, respect, and teamwork. But every year, I become more clear in defining what that means. Um, And so that's just been an interesting process in itself. But uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, that's one of the things they say all the time, it's nurturing, it's welcoming, it's fun. And that's, that's always good to hear. Yes, it's it's good to know that your values and your mission are being communicated in the way that you're operating your business. It's not just talk, you know, it's one thing to say, I'm about this, this and this and and your business and your life doesn't reflect it. And it's another when you're living it, and you're demonstrating it. And it's all about that. So that's very obvious to me with your team and the way that you're conducting business and how you care for people at such a, you know, a level that not everybody does. And I can tell by your posts and um, just in our conversations that we've had. And so I really appreciate that. It's so refreshing. And I love talking with you. And this is I love it's like, I feel like I, even though it's been a couple years since you've been on, I'm like, man, session 44, it seems like forever. I feel like we just like left off from where we spoke, even though, you know, we did talk a yes, while back. Yes, but you know what yes, I mean? Exactly. No, thank you. I appreciate it. And I think, um, you know, one of the things I always joke, I don't have children of my own, but um, I do say that my team is like my kids, you know, whether they're eight or they're 58. Um, you know, I am very yes. proud of them. And uh, I do treat them in a sense, uh, not like, a, like, you know, I talk down to them, but more just the level of care. Um, you know, and even my kids students, it's funny, one of my favorite moments is I had a 10 year old girl, 
And she came in and she said, you know, there was a, where the water fountain is. She says, you know, Miss Carrie, there's water on the floor. And I said to her, I said, well, what do you think that we could do about that? And she goes, well, we could probably clean it up. And I was like, well, yeah, I think that would be a good idea. I said, why do you think that's important that we clean that up? And she said, because that way nobody slips and falls. And I said, you're exactly right. And so we went and cleaned it up. And a week later, she came into the room and she said, Miss Carrie, she goes, I saw water on the floor and I want you to know I cleaned it up. And I gave her the biggest high five because at the end of the day in life, it is not about if you're the best dancer. It's about the kindness and respect you give to others and to this world. And that's huge. I mean, that was like a huge moment for me as a coach to have that child understand that, um, to articulate it, to do it, and to know that that's the right thing to do and to tell others that's the right thing to do. And that's, again, goes back to my whole mission of treating yourself and others better. And so I was like a proud parent slash coach, you know, for, (laughs) of how that would be labeled. That's awesome. And I love that you brought that up because it's interesting that I'm finding that with yoga. I don't, do you do yoga, right? You take yoga classes, I would not say like I'm a yoga person, but I've done yoga. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love that they talk about that, uh, at least where I go, it's always about, yes, there's challenging stuff that we do, which I absolutely love being challenged that way and learning the different postures and things. And, but there, the studio that I go to, they're very much about, it doesn't matter how you look, or if you can nail the handstand or whatever, it doesn't make you less or more of a person because you can or you can't do it. We're all here to be reminded of something so simple as that and that you're and you're doing that through your dance company it goes far beyond and you know we love dance of course and dance does so many things for us but the fact that you can nurture that and i wish that every place was like that you know I, can you imagine like how people would be treating each other if we were all remembering what really the purpose is yes, you know and you know what's so crazy i you know i always attribute a lot of who I am to my parents. I have two wonderful parents that raised me so well. And I remember uh, going to college for the first time and um, realizing like, wait, my roommates don't clean up after themselves and they don't say thank you. And I was like, that was like law and religion in my house. And so it was just so weird. I had grown up in this environment that that's what you did. And as I get older and older, I'm like, wow, so many people don't know the basics. And I feel like it's a personal mission of mine to teach people that. And I I try to do that, whether it's through Instagram posts or to the people I talk to, because too many times, you know, we ignore it. We just are like, ah, that person's being rude or, you know, that's a mess. I'm just going to walk away. Someone else will deal with it. And I think that's the wrong approach. I think we need to call people out. And I think we need to suggest the right way. No, obviously you want to make sure you're in a safe environment. You don't want anything to happen in a bad way, but, um, calling people out and I, and I do that a lot. Uh, and I think it's great that my students do that. You know, they'll call somebody out, they'll call me out, you know, if I'm not kind of following that realm. Uh, and that's great, you know, holding each other accountable to be kind and respectful people and citizens, like I said, to each other and to the earth is huge. And, um, I think we need to be doing more of that as a whole. Yes, I agree. So speaking of being accountable and being held accountable, what has contributed to your personal and professional growth these last couple of years? I don't know. I think, you know, for me, it's, uh, I don't know, I guess, I, I mean, I know I keep repeating myself, but I guess it always go back. I always go back to my mission of treating others and yourself better. And like, you know, I think for the longest time, it was very much about treating everyone else better. And I would say in the last year, um, I've come to learn it's also about treating yourself well. 
Um, and so always that goes back to accountability. You know, am I doing things that serve me and serve others? Am I doing things that have meaning? You know, I have people, you know, not only paying to be a part of my company, but are working hard. You know, they're accountable. I need to be accountable to them. Um, I always need to be stepping up and giving more, but also making sure that I'm not depleting myself as well. And so I think it's constantly finding that balance of does it fit into what I want and does it fit into how I can help others helps me stay accountable, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And um, you, you, as you're talking about this, it's about asking yourself, taking the time and thinking through those questions that you're asking yourself, because a lot of times people don't, they don't want to ask themselves those questions, or they're, they don't want to face the fact that am I really being accountable? Or am I really being um, pursuing things with excellence? Like, it's, you know, I've, I've had to deal with that, too. Like, am I really giving it my all before I started dancing again? And I had to say, no, I was giving up. <laughs> I had to admit to myself, I was thinking like a victim and I was giving up. So how can I expect things to change? So I love that you brought that up because you ask yourself those questions and you're constantly evaluating. And I think as a leader, as an entrepreneur, you have to do that. As an artist, I think if you want to grow, you have to do that. Oh, yeah. As a person. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge journal person. I journal all the time uh, for uh, how extroverted and outgoing and people oriented I am. I also spend a lot of time by myself in silence with a journal. Uh, yesterday I was, uh, at Starbucks cause you know, sometimes you just need to get out of your house cause then you start doing other stuff. And I read, you know, <laughs> yes. I read for two hours and then I journaled for another hour and I'm constantly doing that. Uh, not necessarily every day. I would definitely say at least once a week of going back. And like I said, uh, making sure that what I'm doing is what I want to be doing, that it's serving myself first, which is really hard. Uh, I think as a woman, uh, I think as if you're a very giving person, um, to stop and be like, wait a second, am I doing everything because I want to? Am I doing things because it excites me or is it depleting me? And then it's like, okay, how can I serve these other people more? Um, and that's something I've been working on personally for myself. And so I do that with my students. You know, I say to them all the time, um, I was like, guys, you know, I need to know if you're doing this event or not. I need a yes or no because I have to plan, but I don't need an explanation as to why you're not doing it. Um, because you have to decide what works for you. You know, I've had people say, you know, I, I'm just overwhelmed in life. I've got personal stuff and I can't do the team anymore. Okay. You know, or someone's like, you know, I, I have more time to do stuff. I want to do more. I want you to push me. Okay. Like just being aware of what you need as a human being and articulating that to yourself and to others is huge. So I've been learning that yes. myself and encouraging my students to do that first and then saying, okay, once I got my stuff together, what am I doing to give to others and to the team and to other people around me? Yes. Oh, yes. Beautifully said. So if you want to find out more about Carrie, go to her site, EmotionDanceFit.com. I'll link all of her information in the show notes. And please listen to her awesome podcast. She has some amazing people from different walks of life on there. Carrie, thank you so much for coming back and having this conversation with me. And I'm really thrilled about the growth that you've been having. And I know that there's more to come. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Annette, for having me. I appreciate it. And I wish you continued success with your dancing career as well. If you would like to continue this conversation, I would love to have you in my private Facebook group, The Dancepreneuring Collective. Send me a direct message and I will happily add you. I would love to get to know you better. 
If you found this podcast helpful or any of the other sessions helpful, I would really appreciate a rating, a review, and for you to subscribe on either Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or Google Play. And that way I can continue improving it as well as get your name out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I really look forward to spending time with you again. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.